Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good morning, New York City. Basketball season's over here in New York City, by the way. It's a shame. It ended last night. Well, actually, it's not it's over. It's not over in New York Basketball City. Basketball season in New York slander. City. Stop doing that. Uh, it ended, so we'll Basketball see. Basketball is just kicking off back City, to basketball in the fall. That'd be nice. But uh, all of New York now can stop watching basketball as the Knicks were so eliminated let me ask you a by the Hawks. Uh, as a, as a, what? a New York native, yeah. if Brooklyn wins a world championship, would you not be happy for the city of New York? No. No, why would I? Why would just? Well, no. wait, so why would I be happy? Brooklyn's yeah. not a borough. I feel you though. Brooklyn's it's, not a it's borough. It's a transplanted York? franchise yeah, that kind of just jumped in. I mean, is it is I it nice it. for them? Yeah. I mean, I, do I like watching that team with that talent? I enjoy watching them play basketball. Would it move me? Not in the least. Yeah, I feel you though. That's the same way I feel about the Clippers. Like I'm. It's not a. It's cool, not a but, hate but, but, thing. But 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 that's. It's funny to me though. You act like there's this long rivalry between. There's the no Knicks rivalry. And, there's what? none. It doesn't exist. Well, that's what I'm saying. So why 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 is there so much animosity it's or, not or animosity. disdain? Jay, you asked me disdain a, for. Uh, do you want me to lie? Nets. You want me to no, lie? No, I'm, I'm I can give the Aaron Rodgers whoa, answer. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm I curious to understand where the gut anger comes from when you're like, oh, just whatever well, you, about you the just, Nets. You just said that I have some animosity, which I don't. It feels like it. It's does. apathy. Apathy is the response I have. You said I said it will not move me. I'm apathetic. If they win, they win. Yeah, it's like yeah. But it's not the same as like the Lakers and the Clippers. Like they'll have a parade and people will be sitting there honking their horns going, we got to go to work, move, get it gets going with the floats, go. You just know it it has an opportunity to be one of the best teams ever assembled, right? Yes, which is why I enjoy watching them play. And I say that with with pure honesty. Stop like next year, like or potentially (laughs) the year after. You're going to have to deal with this. I'm, why am I fan, dealing with it? Because as a Knicks fan, what you're going to well, see is you're going to ho- see an elite. Hopefully the Knicks start to build off of this. You, it's a big offseason. I know one thing about you, though. And develop it. Island, you get real touchy and sensitive. I'm not sensitive. When somebody Lies. says something negative t- to a degree about New York Knicks. We were talking about the Knicks on, on uh, group text, and you got so – Teed off. You left the group. You text. left the group text. <laughs> like that's ridiculous. I was messing around. You actually were did. you? First of all, you guys were you? You actually I was like working a, yeah. last night. Like in the I left you alone. I left you alone. Don't say you guys. Let me ask you. you a question. I, I, all of a sudden, now my phone starts blowing up with all this stuff, and I'm like, really? Right now? Right did now? he? Did he not look like a detective? The pink tie. How many detectives do you know have a pink knit tie? It Which, did, by I'm the way, you were the your special look, crimes. Yeah, you look like a special crimes unit. <laughs> in, what is it? In, NYC or something? SVU? Undercover. <laughs> SVU. Special <laughs> what is it? MSG undercover. I thought I looked fly. I didn't say you just looked like I thought I looked fly. You just looked like a detective. That's why I was like, ah. Looks like a detective. A little blue and pink with the pink. Looks like a special unit. I felt for you I last night. I had the pockets, of the, I mean, the, the little pocket square action. That was like. See, uh, Spike, Spike was allowed to leave because that's what that's what I do. I'm one of those fans. If my team is getting I don't watch smacked, this. I'm out. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't, don't want yeah, to see you celebrate. I'm like, all that Reggie oh, Miller no. talk about, oh, Spike got to hang around. Like, come on, Reg. Like, yeah. let the man. Like, I feel the same way. You, you're forced because that's what your job is I to, to watch it. I had to, to finish talk it. about it, oh. but you for knew for an hour. But you had to, again. Oh. you you had to have known from the giddy up on the outset it was over. You had to have known that. Yeah, look By again, way, I'm pulling, and I'm and I'm really being honest. First of all, I mess around, joke around with the sensitivity thing on the Knicks. The reality, of course, about this season was is I never expected even to have playoff games. Yes, like this was house Exceeded money in reality. But of course, there's the now. Non-reality of being a fan where you're like, but I want more. You always want more. I'm curious, and you're right. 
Yeah, the, the Nets are good, and they're going to be good for a couple of years. And so what do the Knicks do to build off this is such a big question. Bobby Marks has it on ESPN.com right now, what their options are, what they have, $50 million in cap space, the big decisions to make on a roster that you feel like really overachieved at times. And maybe, you know, because of the coaching, not just Tom Thibodeau, but the whole staff, what is Julius Randle? What is Julius Randle? Like, is – is he a guy that you are willing to give a max contract to after next season? You have one more option year with him and then a big decision to make, you know, uh, Alan Yates sent this to me and, and I love this. this is Bob Myers. Who's the Warriors um, president of basketball operations. And his, he, he gives this explanation about how you don't, you, you judge players in the playoffs, not mm-hmm. regular season mm-hmm. players, you know, when they underperform in the postseason, And that's something you can't ignore. And what you can't ignore is Julius Randle, after a magnificent season for him and his career, he was not the guy you needed him to be in the postseason. And the Hawks made it look almost easy to eliminate him as a threat. And once that happened, you knew there was nothing left on this roster to pick up the slack. And that's a big question to ask now about Julius Randle going forward. But could this be because this is his first opportunity in the postseason? That it could just be... It was Trey Young's first as well. Yeah, but I'm saying for him in (laughs) particular, could it just be a situation where it's somewhat getting used to? Like, this is new to me. Like, it could it be that? Or is it that he could be a a really good Robin? Yeah, absolutely. That's who he and is, still though. Needs a Batman. But he, but I told you during the regular, but I reality. told you during the regular season, no matter what year it was, Julius Randle's not the building block for your franchise. He's is a, he one of them? Yes. You need something. Yeah, he is. Yes, he's he is. one of them. But is he one of them at the cost that you're going to have to pay? Is the question? Is he one of them at the cost that you're going to have to pay, or if, or is he just a guy that you can live with that you can that you can replace for cheap with somebody else that gives you that same production to a degree. I think he's got to be something that for a is cheaper part price. of what you do going forward. Look, look at all the teams that have, that are good teams. They have guys that are making, like Chris Middleton makes a ton of money. Yes. Is but he a superstar? No. You guys have, but that's you guys overpaid have, too. You guys though, right? have 70 million available potentially in salary cap. Right. A ton potentially of dra- available, right? Yeah, potentially available. A, a ton of enough draft picks to yeah, they, to do a sign and trade. They have two, they have they have two firsts. They're late, and then they have that early second. You can package them together. Yes. you can either make picks or you can trade them mm-hmm. for disgruntled superstar that wants to leave his market. I think that's where it's interesting. If you're the Knicks, like this is not a rebuild. It, it, this is time to go all in. And when you start looking at players. Uh, obviously you have to handle the Julius Randle situation. Uh, you, you said this, Alan, right? You, you're going to make him play another year. Prove that you are a max player, essentially, correct? I think that's – Is that the direction that you will go? I would, yeah, and, and I wouldn't do it as, a, hey, you got to prove it again. I would just say it as this makes sense for everybody. It saves us money, and for you, you get you get more money off of that year than, than an extension. But I'm, I'm his it, agent. I'm smarter team than option? that. That's team option? I know that team trick. Option. Team option. Yeah. So I take, it was a two-plus. Okay, two-plus yeah. team option. You I'm, take that. I'm his agent. I'm smarter than that. I know that trick. But we, it's a team we, option. You don't have I, – I understand right. that, but – You don't have an option. <laughs> the yeah, team it's does. not up to you. Yes. But – we want to get a long-term deal done. We will. Whether it's with you 
or somebody else. But that you can't anyway. I'm picking up the option. Yeah, you're I, with I, me. I get, we I, can discuss now, the extension during the season. season but yes. now you make me feel like as a player, I'm not worthy of an extension. You got to factor that into feelings of a player that feels like he done a lot to get you to the point that he got you to this year. You know, guys do have feelings, man. As Look, you know. I, I think you have to make sure that Julius understands you are part of our long-term solution. You are one of our pillars. But in order for us to get you next level, right, and we, we've seen how difficult things were for you in your game. Look, one of the things that Bob Myers talks about is also within the playoffs, that, that gives up some of your deficiencies too, right? It, it puts it on Let's blast. Show. And, and I, I think that show for Julius Randle a little bit, ISO possessions, Hard left a lot. Couldn't really finish a lot of times going right. So, hey, we need you to help us be in a position to land a guy like a Kawhi Leonard. Or if he's not happy, if it doesn't pan out with the Clippers. Land a guy like Damian Lillard. If it doesn't pan out, they get knocked out by Denver. Land a a superstar type player that we can have that can come here and be, you can be additive with. Right? And build a supporting cast around them. Those are the type of questions you have to start asking. And you have to go hard in the draft as well to continue to compile assets. Yeah, and that's the key part of it too as well because they've saved a lot of money. I don't know how I feel about that. They have the lowest, they have the second lowest payroll in the league, by the way. Yes. You know, they they have not spent in years. So this will be their first opportunity to do that while also keeping some of their own players. You can go, everybody needs to understand, you can go over the cap with your own players. They can do that with Julius Randle. They can sign a bunch of guys and then sign him if they want to after the fact. And R.J. Barrett played better this year. Do you want to use him as a trading yeah, piece? Mitchell too. Robinson, he's come back next yeah. year. Help, healthy. 20-year-old. Uh, yeah. uh, there's a, yeah, there's a lot of young pieces. pieces there you can work yeah. with. That's why I said this feels like a, a beginning. Let's bring in Seth Greenberg, our ESPN basketball analyst, who joins us right now on, on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning, Seth. What would you do? Good morning, guys. What would you do with the Knicks and, and what you have with all the, the options and decisions you need to make based off of what you saw this season and also in the postseason? Well, I'd keep Randall. Here's the deal. You've got to get pieces around him. Is he the guy? Probably not, but he's a big piece. There's no doubt about it. He did it over 82 games. Now, the playoffs are different than the regular season. Game planning is different in the playoffs than the regular season. I didn't think he played on any instinct uh, during the playoffs because when they put him in that box and, and, and forced him to help, instead of hitting a spot and elevating, he was thinking. He was passing up good shots and taking bad shots. So, Uh, I still think he's a productive player. I think that he can be a winning player. The Knicks obviously won games this year in the regular season. There's a lot of bad teams in the league, let's face it. But uh, I think they're going in the right direction. I'm a lifelong Knicks fan. It was fun to see the garden rocking. It was fun to see the energy. Uh, They don't have a great lineup. There's no doubt about it. They've got a a lineup that is a work in progress, a roster that's a work in progress. And that's why – but they've made huge steps forwards in terms of culture, in terms of work ethic, in terms of expectation. Seth, let's talk a little bit about uh, so much news yesterday when it comes to uh, just the sport in in general, whether it was college or or in the NBA. And I want to begin with Coach K and him calling it this will be his last season coming up. And I asked Jay this question. I want to ask you as well. You have the experience as a guy who coached against him. Is can Duke remain Duke without Coach K? Once he has moved on, once he's passed – are those like John Wooden with UCLA? Is that just like impossible shoes to fill? I think it is. I think it's gonna be, there's going to be a process. It's not going to be an easy process. If I was John Shire, first and foremost, I would not sit on the bench next year. I'd be a sit on the bench for games. I'd spend a whole year recruiting because he's going to be evaluated on his ability to recruit. 
Duke assistant coaches without Coach K and selling Coach K and Duke have not done all that well when they've moved on. They've done nice jobs. Obviously, Wojo Woj did a nice job. Mark Kappa got let go. Uh, you know, Coach Capel's struggling a little bit at Pitt right now. Uh, I think Chris Collins probably has done a terrific job. I would have probably looked at Tommy Amaker, and I would have taken a swing at Quinn Snyder, which would have been a, an incredible uh, guy to go wow. after. But I think Duke's going to be – it's going to be different. I mean, you're talking about 41 years. You're talking about championships. You're talking about the number of players. When you think about Duke, you think about Coach K. Now, all of a sudden, those assistant coaches are selling Duke and John Shire. And I love John. I think he's fiercely competitive. I think he's extremely bright. I think that he works at the game. But when you're going into a living room, when you're having a kid come on campus and you do not have Coach K to sell, it's a different Duke. That's just the reality of it all. He's not the Olympic coach, John Shire. He doesn't, isn't the guy whose jersey is hanging in the banner in, in the ceiling with uh, a thousand wins. So I think there's going to be a, a, a period of time where there's going to be adjustment. Like I went from assistant coach at Long Beach State to associate coach at Long Beach State to head coach. There's a transition period, and there's pressure, but not like the pressure at Duke, man. I mean, that's a different animal. So I think, I think it will be a different Duke program, no doubt about it. Seth, if you were a John Shire, uh, obviously there, there are so many more pros, and there's some cons to this as well. But for a guy like Coach K, he's not going anywhere, right? He's going to hang right. around the program. It's named Coach K Court. How do you manage that relationship? How do you handle that? Because obviously every decision that you make could then be objected to by the guy who kind of created the program in the first place. Yeah, I think that's a tough one. I think you've got to use Coach K to your advantage in terms of in recruiting. I think, I think Mike's going to have enough respect for John not to interfere, but he will be able to help him put out some fires, and he will be able to be a guy that maybe can help close some deals in recruiting because he will be there. Uh, you know, I think that's the hardest thing. A co- you know, coach and waiting is a difficult situation, but then when you have a coach emeritus that's right, you know, keeps an office and is right in the building – it's different. It's different. But the relationship they have is different also, Jay, as you know. So I think, you know, you've got to use Mike as an asset and you can, you know, you've got to listen in here, uh, but you've got to make decisions because uh, here's the deal. You know, Jay, I mean, better than anyone. Guys in the locker room will know, is, is it John Shire's team or is it Coach K's team? Mm-hmm. And it's got to be John Shire's team. Mm-hmm. All right? It's got to be his team because if it isn't his team, then everything he does that doesn't work, He's going to take blame for, and everything he does that does work, all right, Kay's going to get credit for. So he's got to come in with a clear vision on who he is, how they're going to win, how they're going to do things. But I think in recruiting, he's going to really have to use Mike as an asset because I don't think selling John Shire in relation to selling him against the Kays and those other people, uh, I mean, the, uh, the, the John Calipari's and, and the other coaches he's going to recruit against, that's going to be a hard sell with, with all the great tradition at Duke and everything about that. I, th- I th- still think it's going to be a hard sell. Coach, what do you make of what's going on up in Boston with the moves of Danny Ainge and Brad Stevens kicking upstairs, Danny deciding to retire, especially with the Brooklyn Nets with a stranglehold, in my opinion, on the Eastern Conference? Are the, are the, are the Brooklyn Nets, are they a team in New York? <laughs> <laughs> They're a relocated uh, New Jersey franchise. Yeah, actually, it's a relocated Long Island franchise. Let's That's be a fair honest. point. It did start there. That's uh, a great I point. Mean, the Island Garden before yeah. the Nassau Coliseum, which I was in attendance watching Rick Barry, but I don't want to go there. Uh, <laughs> here, here's the deal. I, I think that 
Danny, uh, who I'm a big fan of, I think, look, he brought a championship to, to the Celtics. Uh, but, you know, the last four or five years haven't been exactly what he wanted. They've gotten to finals. They've won a lot of games. But this, this iteration of, of the Celtics, even though they've had injuries, isn't what he expected it to be. Uh, there's no doubt about it. But they do have some pieces. I think Brad, I think eight years is a long time to coach in the NBA. I really do. And I think uh, the pressure of coaching in Boston, it, it can wear you down. I think that being in the bubble last year wore him down. Uh, and I think that unless you're a really special guy, the NBA, that voice, after a while, I think players kind of turn it off unless you, you have a, a unique talent. So uh, the one thing about Brad Stevens, he, as a college coach, he was a terrific evaluator. He saw the best in players. He saw not who they were, but who they were going to be. I think he also is a big picture guy. He's extremely bright. I think that he'll do a nice job in terms of organizationally. Do I think he'll eventually coach again? Yeah, because it's in your blood. Hmm. I mean, one thing is organizing. I think next thing is actually being in the fight. But I think a little bit he might have. And I don't know. You know, I know, Jay. Well, you feel like he lost his voice a little bit with his team, and he might have. Uh, but he also, you know, most times you lose your voice when you're not winning the games you need to win. Seth, I, you know, I yeah. thought the, the difference between when you're at Butler, you can handpick with the way you recruit, okay, these personalities yeah. mesh, and I understand how they work, and I'm not sure that Brad had a say in everybody that was positioned to be on his team and how to manage all those personalities. In your opinion, though, moving forward now, since Brad Stevens is in the front office, who should be the next head coach of the Boston Celtics? Who would you recommend? Man, that's a really, really tough, tough one to me. Uh, I know uh, Sam Cassell's been mentioned. I know Jason Kidd's been mentioned. And you sent me a text message, Carol Austin. I think that's a really interesting outside the box. I know she had a really good relationship with the players. Uh, uh, that would be, I guess, a potential name. I actually like, it sounds crazy, I'm a big Sam Cassell fan. And I think he deserves an opportunity. Uh, I watch him with the different staffs he's been on. Uh, he's got passion. He's got energy. He connects with players. He's player development driven. Uh, I think that he he relates to, you know, what's going on today. And he's worked with some of the, you know, to me, the great communicators in our game. So I'm biased because I like Sam. I've known him forever. And I, I think, you know, there are certain guys, they deserve an opportunity. They deserve an opportunity to run their own show. They've paid their dues. And, and to me, it's been too long. And I Again, I'm not an NBA general manager, and I, you know, I don't know behind the scenes. I just know Sam as a person, and I, I've watched him, and uh, I'm a fan. That's me. I'm a fan. So I'm biased in that, but I would love to see him get an opportunity. I, I, I really would. Yeah, he's somebody that's high on everybody's list, no question about that. Seth, if I can go back to the college game with you just for a second, sure. because um, when it comes to Coach K making a decision right now, one of the things we were talking about is just how the landscape of the sport has changed. Mm-hmm. The options have changed, the way you recruit. And, and you know, we've, we've talked with you a lot on this show about that and the portal. You're recruiting your own players at this point at the end of a season. When, it's, when it comes to the coaches from his era, coaches that have been around as long as he has, and, you know, you mentioned Coach Cal, you mentioned, you know, obviously Jim Beheim, a lot of these guys that have put in all that time. Is, the, is it changing so much to a point where somebody like Coach K could just look at it and think, I can coach this game, but the business side of it, all the other stuff of it, I'd have to change everything I know, and I'm not ready to do that at this point in my career. Look, Coach K could do whatever he wanted. If he wanted to stick around, he'd have great success. He'd figure it out. I'm 41 years. He, the game has changed a lot in those 41 years, and he's figured it out. I mean, that's just the way it is. If he wanted to do it, 
he deserves to leave on his own accord. Uh, you know, 41 years is a long time. Uh, the lives he's changed, the success he's had, and not just a Duke. Think about what he was able to do with USA basketball. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of the, the, his greatest asset, and everyone talks about coaching, his greatest asset is connecting people, all right, and motivation. And I, I would think, Jay, you'd probably agree yes. with me on that. And to me, to do that, it's all about culture. It's not about a team. It's about a program. Do I think that, and I don't want to speak for him. I don't think that's right for anyone. But in my opinion, as an outsider, and I talked to Tom Izzo on Monday night, and he said he had a conference call with Coach Kane and a number of other coaches, and he said, he said that Mike sounded different. Like he could tell something was up. Literally, I talked to Mike Monday, uh, Tom Monday night, and he said, you know what, I just got off this conference call. Mike was just different. And it had nothing to do with, you know, NIL or Portal specifically. It had to do with, see, Guys of that generation didn't get into coaching uh, and look at their players as employees. Guys in that generation looked, uh, didn't think about one and done. They think about developing young people, impacting someone's life, helping someone get somewhere they couldn't get themselves uh, to, to be impactful. And could Mike win the way things are now with the portal and everything else? Yeah, but you know what? He would be winning, but it wouldn't be as fulfilling because fulfilling is creating a culture. Recruiting to your culture, maintaining your culture, having a program, not a team. That's the essence of coaching to, to a lot of guys. The way it is now, you have a team. And you, you might have a basketball program, but you really just have a team. And you hope that you can keep that team together. All right. And, but you know the reality is that you're going to lose two or three guys. Like at Duke, you're going to lose two or three guys maybe to, to the NBA. You're going to lose maybe a couple guys to the portal. And I'm not sure that's as rewarding after 41 years or 42 years as what he bought into. But could he have won? Could he, could he have stayed and coached three or four more years and had success? No doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. The only area that I think that Duke has slipped in the last four or five years, and I'd be interested, Jay, if, if your opinion on this, is they don't guard the way they used to guard. Because I think it takes tremendous energy to coach defense. You've got to be on top of every play, every day, in every practice. And unless you have an assistant coach that's going to live that and breathe that, Duke has not defended the way they have in the past in the last four or five years. But in terms of being successful, compete, the, next year's Duke team will compete for a national championship. they got two potential one-and-done guys that are going to be lottery picks. I think Kerwin Rocher is going to be much better next year. I think Wendell Moore is going to make shots and take the next step. I love Williams. Uh, so they're going to – they're going to compete for a national championship next year. So, like, to me, could he continue to do it this way? Sure he could. But does he want to after 41 years? Is it the same reward? Maybe. Maybe. And, again, I don't want to speak for him because I'm obviously – Mike set the standard. When I went to Virginia Tech, our goal was not – we weren't going to recruit Duke players, but he set the standard on how hard you'd play and how competitive you need to be. And everything we did was to try to compete with them, not in terms of recruiting, but in terms of how hard we played. So he, he would be able to do that, but it's a choice, and he deserves to. And I think next year, uh, before every game, he's going to be honored. And then once the ball goes up in the air, he's going to be the head coach of the evil empire. <laughs> so think about this. Maybe potentially in his last year of coaching the game of basketball, he could win his sixth national championship. Mm. Wouldn't that yeah, be a way to crazy, go out? right? Yeah, that would be a way to go out. So hey, I'm wearing – look, Jay Will, I got my Duke uniform on today, you know. You know I just can't see it. On. I just can't see it. I, I, I know I mean, I'm, 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 I mean, you got, you got the, the grade A1 gear package. Yeah, no, he, I yeah, mean, yeah. you better say nice things I'm about Shire. He could, he could drop you down. I call NBA stuff now, Seth. I'm back grade one. 
<laughs> Seth, we'll leave it right there. Thanks so much for the perspective, as always. All right, SG. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you having right. me. Seth Greenberg on the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. KJZ presented by Progressive Insurance. So coming up, much more on the changes in Boston from someone who knows the situation almost as good as anyone else. And that's after Jay has this from I I just wanted to know if the jacket came with the – never mind. Mm. With the bag? I didn't say that. In a bag. How about this next line? The good news is – my business has doubled. The even better news is Indeed can help you hire the right people without the wait times of the typical recruiting process. That's because Indeed has a great hiring platform where you can make calls, schedule virtual interviews, and talk to candidates over video right from the easy-to-use employer dashboard. It's just another reason Indeed delivers four times, that's right, four times more hires than all the other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Find your next great hire at Indeed.com slash credit. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zoo. Let me ask you, Jay Will. This Gonzaga team, if it was playing against Williams, Dunleavy, and Boozer, how do they compare to your great team? Shane was the third pick in the draft the year we won. Yeah. I was the second pick in the draft the year after. I think we beat this team. I pretty easily. I don't I don't think it's Wow. Whoa, what? Whoa, just, whoa, 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 whoa. Put the brakes on here now. Pretty what? easily. I don't uh, disagree. I don't yeah, disagree. What did he say? Hey, your your team defensively was no like that's back when Duke played defense. They're oop now, Duke without the D. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. So what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go visit your parents, hang out with friends and catch a movie? They're all solid options, but what about devoting time to yourself? Maybe taking up a personal hobby you've put off. With everything in your life that you handle, work, picking the kids up from school, running errands, you never really get enough me time. The best way to squeeze that time into your schedule is to first understand your own personal value and then make yourself a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Prioritizing mental health is an important part of my life. Let BetterHelp empower you to be the best version of yourself and guide you along the journey of becoming a better you. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike.
A lot of moves mm-hmm. in Boston right now with that mm-hmm. franchise, and we'll see where they go after a 500 season, an underperforming season, a disappointing season for the Celtics, which leads to Danny Ainge, who's been there for a long time as the general manager running that franchise. He steps down. Brad Stevens, as the head coach the last eight years, he steps up moving into the front office, and now they'll be looking for a head coach and seeing what they're going to do with that roster. Joining us right now to talk about Boston and all things NBA, Kendrick Perkins, our ESPN NBA analyst, joins us on the Goodyear Hotline. Remember, Perk won a championship with Doc Rivers and company in 2008 with the Celtics, with Danny Ainge there as a GM, building that team, putting it together. Perk, good morning. I, I, I want to ask your reaction to Ainge stepping down, was there any surprise at all that Ainge decided that he should step away? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It, it, it didn't surprise me at all. And I want to say this, right? Shout out to Danny Ainge because he he did while he was in the front office as the head guy. He did one of the greatest things in Celtics organization, in Celtics history, and that's drafting me in 2003. Now that I got that out the way, and I just wanted to put that on y'all mind. Look, Danny Ainge and I talk at least two or three times a week, and it's not about basketball. We always talk about life in general. And over the last two years, I always hear him talking about his grandbabies, his family, and things to that nature, and talking about life. So it didn't surprise me because I saw this coming just from our conversations that we have on a day-to-day basis that – he was looking at life totally different now, and he was ready to step away from the game to be more involved with his family. Big Perk, now that Brad Stevens moves into that position, uh, who do you think should be the next head coach of the Boston Celtics? You know what? I think it should be Sam Cassell, to be honest. We, we're talking about a guy that won a championship in Boston, all right, that won two championships as a player with the Rockets, uh, he's been around. He's played with Hall of Famers like Akeem Olajuwon and Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen. And he and he's he served his time as an assistant, right? And one thing we know about Sam is that he is well-respected. You need a guy in that locker room that's going to be the head of the snake that guys like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, the Celtics' two young stars, are going to respect and listen to. Also a guy that's going to hold them accountable. What can they possibly tell Sam Cassell if he tells them something or hold them accountable? Because he has won at the highest level. He's did it at the highest level, meaning playing-wise. So I think Sam Cassell is the best fit for this job, and I think he will be the, he will be the perfect hire. Now he's hired as the head coach in Boston. What do they need to do to, treat, to tweak the roster? Well, first of all, everyone needs to get reevaluated except for Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Robert Williams. They need to figure out what they want to do with Kemba Walker, right? We all know when Kemba is healthy, he's a he's a he's an all-star type player, but he hasn't been healthy. And with those knee issues, you have concerns. And this is a guy that you're paying a lot of money to. The next person you need to evaluate is is Marcus Smart. You got to figure out what you want to do with Marcus Smart. He's about to come up uh, as a free agent pretty soon as well. So everyone on that roster, except for those three players I mentioned, needs to be reevaluated. And Brad needs to be answering phone calls for his trades to try to improve that roster. Because one thing Brad have to realize with taking on this job is that, look, getting to the playoffs ain't good enough. We're talking about the city of champions. We're talking about the Boston fan base that that is spoiled. 
they spoiled. They want to win championships. So you have two young stars in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. You got to make sure you surround them with the right pieces. KP, last night I watched Luka Doncic, you know, actually say after the game that he thought he took too many shots, I think 30-plus shots in the ballgame where he dropped 42 and 14. Is that the kind of performance that we need LeBron James to have tonight for the Lakers to go next level to win game six in L.A.? Absolutely, absolutely. And I thought he should have did it in game – I thought he should have did it in game five because here it is, right? We all know, and, I, and, and, and I, I'm going to tell you how it is. Role players are so key in the playoffs, right? Just look through the history of the NBA when you talk about guys like Robert Ory, Derek Fisher. Uh, uh, the, the list goes on. Tony Kuko, Steve Kerr. You know, role players help you win games. But right now, the Laker role players are not playing well. Dennis Schroeder laid a goose egg. Caldwell Pope laid a goose egg. Andre Drummond is not living up to expectations right now. So right now, if I'm LeBron James, I'm going into game six saying, right now, I don't have confidence in those guys. I'm looking at them. They don't have confidence in themselves. So if we're going to go down swinging, it's going to be on my shoulders, and I'm going to be super aggressive. Perk, it's something we definitely are we watching tonight and paying attention to because for LeBron, never been out of the first round in his career. This would be the first time if they cannot get it done. Always great to talk to you. Thanks so much for your time. All right, Big Perk. I appreciate it, fellas. Thanks for having me. Kendrick Perkins on the Goodyear Hotline. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance, making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. Also, keep in mind, Suns-Lakers Game 6. You can hear it right here. ESPN Radio coverage begins 10 p.m. Eastern. All right, you know what? We buried buried the lead today. There's one story that needs more coverage, and we're going to give it its due next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, and on Sirius XM, Channel 80. Hey, it's Greeny, and the Atlanta Hawks have eliminated the Knicks in Game 5 at the Garden. Atlanta moves on. Can Trey Young and company make it all the way to the NBA Finals? We'll talk about it. It's Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. money. 
With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepicks.com slash morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash morning, code morning, for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guys join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Got other stories we got to get to. Let's do that by playing a little fill in the blank. Evan, take it over. Yeah, fill in the blanks brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. It's time for some Straight Talk. Cutting your wireless bill in half feels good. Home run in the ninth good Straight Talk offers 25 gigs of high speed data for 45 bucks a month, up to 50% less than the other guys on America's best network, Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Key, 24 hours from now, you are feeling blank about the Lakers. Mm. Good. Feeling really great. <laughs> Are you looking for my word? No, I, I, feeling, he said me. I'm just waiting. Feeling you know. good. Well, yes, key. You didn't ask us. Yeah, he didn't ask us. Yeah. Jay, so. Allen. I'm just like, you got a problem the with that? one word to describe. Cancun. Wow. Well, he's, he's, you're feeling what? Cabo. Feeling hey, Cabo's easier. West Coast. Yeah. West Coast, Cabo's easier. <laughs> feeling Cabo about the Lakers. I'm feeling asterisk. <laughs> he just got so mad. I'm feeling <laughs> excuses. The Dodgers, man, we got on fire last Did night. you just Tebow him? <laughs> I just Tebowed him. You just, he just Tebowed you? Allen, Trey Young taking a bow at MSG was blank. Cool. <laughs> it was cool, that's it? Was it? Cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Jay? It was a moment. It's pretty special. Trey Young it, it, taking it, it, a bow. It was Broadway. He gets it. It was very Broadway. I love it. I, I mean, mean how do you bright respect- lights. Yeah, you respect it. You like, talk he, trash. He knows where he is. You know, it was fire. That's why do it's it every the Mecca. single time. That's why it's the Mecca. He, every single that. time. It's the stage. It's, it's, Broadway, it's, it's, it's the, the best stadium. stage in basketball. Yeah. No, it's not. It is the Staples greatest Center. stage in basketball. Staples Center. Staples Center is a place where you make copies. Staples Stop. Center doesn't sound like MSG, when it, even when it gets rocking. Staples Center. Oh, no. It's Tough. bad that I'm a lefty. It's not going to work. Yeah, Staples oh. Center sounds like, the, sounds like the business center right. of a hotel. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yes, you can have that done at Staples Center. It's right down the stairs. It's next to the fitness center. <laughs> Duh. Guys, this story came out yesterday. The latest College Football Hall of Fame nominees were announced, including mm. Andrew Locke, Reggie yeah. Bush, Marshawn mm-hmm. Lynch. Yeah. Bush would be the 46th induct- inductee with USC ties, so... He is not in the College Football what? Hall of Fame because blank. What? You're not in the College Football <laughs> Hall of Fame? Because you're not a good self-promoter. Hey, no, Reggie's not a good self-promoter. He just did. Well, clearly you need it. How is, how is that even possible? That's a whole, that's a whole nother. Football. Yeah, they forgot I played college football. <laughs> yes. Was like, it that really? long ago? No, it's not that that. Well, you see, Keyshawn played with leather helmets uh, back in the day. Can you believe you know, it that? Though? It's, it's the funniest. <laughs> it, it's like a running joke in on the West Coast. Too many allegations. 
Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> hey. Stop, Maybe it was that man. bag, Jay? Was it no. the bag? It's, it, it doesn't make any it doesn't make, it doesn't any, make sense. any sense. It doesn't it just, I don't know well, what they do. Reggie Bush was of, the one who had a trophy taken no, away. No, Reggie and, Bush didn't do anything. That was allegations, man. We, but, but still, that happened. Reggie didn't the school didn't do anything. They painted whatever. over him on the wall. No, but we don't understand. No, he's back with us now. Now he is. Yeah, he's but he's back but with us now. Clearly, yeah, he couldn't come on campus enough <laughs> no. for a while. He couldn't yeah. be associated nothing. But he's back. But now. why can't you go on campus? What did you do? Ooh. Well, I can go. There's got to be something keeping you out of the Hall of Fame. I don't know. You got to ask the Hall of Fame committee. I don't. Who are I they? don't really know. We should get, get them on. on the line here. You know, no, don't do that. Last time we did that, they complained to ESPN that. LZ, and you can ask LZ when he joins us later on at 930, they gave out the number to the NC2A people <laughs> and the voters, and they got just, I'm talking about crush with phone calls and emails and just bashing them. It's some process. It just doesn't make any sense. Sounds like a it horrible makes, process. It's a, yeah, I don't even know what it is. I'm just like, whatever. Who who is like who decides this? By the way, is I it, don't is know. It some I, committee? Does it former players? Does it media? look like for one minute media. that I am worried about it? Yes. No. Yes. I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you asked me I'm to in put the, this yeah. question I'm and in the, fill in the blank, I'm so in the, I can think you're worried yes. about it. I mean, I think it's. I'm in the college <laughs> basketball so Hall of Fame. Keyshawn needs to be in the college football Hall of Fame. This is horrible. Twenty seventeen. DJ Williams. How many USC? Uh, I guess affiliated people are in the college. I US said 46. 46. Bush would be the 46th with USC ties. That's Bush League. That's what that is. But the funny thing about it is everybody that's gone in since I graduated. Anybody from USC. It's, it's the funniest thing ever. It's like a running joke. So this like is it's, just, it's become a thing now. Let's see. It's ridiculous. Let's make him wait as long as possible before we let him What in. am I going to do, man? I'm not, you know. Well, you could talk about it on a national yeah. radio show. It's ridiculous, bring though. Some light to Maybe it. I wasn't any good. Do you hear the music behind us right now? It's intense. That's how we're feeling. There Trauma it is. Key is not in the yes. College Football Hall of Fame because he was not very good. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> Let's move on. Based on Overhype. Overrated. I think it's, you know what, I blame the media. It's the media. You should have been nicer to the media. Oh, no, I'm you a just, You can't a blame the media and then say you should be nicer to the media. Well, if you were, maybe they would have put you in. But now they're like, He nah, gave the media yeah. what they wanted. He was wanted difficult news? to deal with. You wanted news? You want a snot, oh, crackle, God. pop? Mm. You got Keyshawn Johnson. Difficult to deal with. All maybe want I, to I, just just answer the said, question. Evan, as Evan said, let's move on. Because I'll say something that'll get us all fired. Which is oh. why we're here. Yeah, okay. let's, let's move on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Based on the teams eliminated from the playoffs already, Knicks, Wizards, Grizzlies, Celtics, Heat, Knicks, uh, the Uh, blanks overachieved this season. The what? The Alan was talking. The, the blanks, blanks overachieved. overachieved this season. The Knicks. Obvious the answer. Knicks. Yeah, the they Knicks. overachieved. Obvious, Captain Obvious. Yeah. Jeez. You Next. can say the Wizards. The Wizards overachieved. They, have they got two stars, man. Get out of no. here. Yeah, no. Kick they rocks. Overachieved. They got healthy. Kick rocks. Man. Haven't heard Please. that line in a while. Pound sand. Go pound some sand. John Shire and Hubert Davis will win a combined blank national championships at Duke and UNC. One. Three. I don't know if both of them are going to be there long enough. See, y'all. I know how that successor thing goes. I'm going to go two. Not very good. Yeah. Two. I go two. I went over three. Yeah, I go under three. 
They're well, gonna be there long you enough. chose one, he chose three. I chose two, right in the middle. Off, you're going optimistic. Man, it's just so something Shire about, gets three and, and Hubert gets none. <laughs> no, it's just uh, something about, to me, it's something about going to Duke and them type of programs. I, again, I go back to UCLA. Yeah, they didn't have the same success rate, but they did win a title after John Wooden. You know, you know, the one thing, like, when I, when yeah, I look at title. John Calipari, right? John <laughs> what Cal- do you want me to do? It's true. John I Calipari, talking about the UCLA. argument will always be, like, John Calipari should have won more championships and stuff like that. When John Calipari walks in a room, you know who that is. So. Mm-hmm. Like, That's very it, important. It, the recruiting aspect, what Seth Greenberg talked about, is so important to be able to captivate young individuals. Like, you need that. But did you know who John Calipari was, Calipari was 35 years ago? Well, I mean, look, that's when, all, that's, what, when John started, though, John was, I mean, John got into stuff, you know, when he was at UMass with John Chaney. No, but I'm just like, saying 35 years ago when he walked in the room to recruit a dude, it was just like any other new head coach, yeah, right? I'm just, yeah, just basketball so different now. There's so many moving parts. Yeah, that's man. true, too. You know, All you got to do is make the bag bigger. We all read the stories. Um, <laughs> Jay, got to Jay like. Yeah, dude doesn't want to talk you about guys it. want one more? We yeah, have let's 30 seconds. All 30 right. seconds. One more. Next question. <laughs> Next question. Celebrating please. your half birthday is blank. Lame. Stupid. I'm all for it. Celebrate life. Pura vida, baby. It's just a reason to get more gifts. By the way, today is my sister Nancy's actual birthday. Yep. Happy half birthday, half birthday. Half birthday, Nancy. It's her Nancy. birthday. Happy half I was, birthday, Evan. I was, thank you. Nance, I was right? born 36 no. and a half years ago today. We don't call her Nance. You don't call her Nan. What don't do you call, call her? What do you call her? Just Nancy. The full well, somebody's got to call her Nan. You got to call her Nan. Aunt Maybe Nan. Something. Nan. Nan. I don't Nan. Do What's up, Nan? No, she's my older sister. What up, Nan? She beat me up a lot. I was lucky. I got a word in. You got up. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.